Hi everyone, welcome to STEPS audio channel. We are very excited to share our content from STEPS events to learn all about the latest trends in startups, digital media, fintech, future tech, and wellness in emerging markets. You can find us on Enagami, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to your favorite channel and we hope you enjoy the content. Before we jump straight into it, however, let's uh, allow the opportunity for the founders to introduce themselves, um, starting with Baldeep. Baldeep from Revent. Who are you? What is Revent? Why are you here? Hello. Um, very happy and delighted to be here. Thank you. Thank you, Arun. Um, I am the founder of uh, Revent, a B2C marketplace for pre-owned electronic devices. Uh, we started almost 11 months ago in uh, UAE, and now we are serving both UAE and Saudi. That's, that's about us, yeah. And 11 months ago, you had how much revenue? Zero. And now? One million plus. Pretty good. One million dollars. Pretty good stuff. Well done, especially in B2C. Ha uh, Hassan. Hi, everyone. My name is Hassan Wahbi. I'm the founder of uh, Dudi. It's a community marketplace for sports, wellness, and adventure. Okay. And when you started 12 months ago, when did you start? We started the program in, in February. Yep. We launched in June. June. Um, of course, Sandbox helped us with the, with the launch. Today, we have over 6,000 users. 6,000 people. Yeah. Who you're helping with wellness, sports, and, and adventure yeah. activities. 100%. Fair play. That's making a real dent on people's well-being. Well yeah. done. And uh, Firas. Hi, everyone. Yes, my name is Firas Abdurrahid, founder and CEO of Sandbox CRM. Uh, we're an omni-channel platform uh, to enable social commerce on top of existing large chat platforms. So we work with B2C businesses to help them to support, market, and sell better on uh, chat platforms like WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook, and so on. So kind of like a centralized CRM for all inbound inquiries on across chat. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp. Exactly. To help B2C businesses exactly. better manage their Absolutely. customer engagement. And when you started for us, you were only focused on Healthcare clinics, right? Correct. Now, what do you focus on? I mean, now uh, our go-to-market strategy was uh, focused on the healthcare sector. Uh, now we're across a broad, diverse uh, range of uh, sectors like uh, restaurants, cafes, retail, e-commerce, pretty much every industry that deals with B2C directly. Wow. So huge yeah. pivot there. Yeah. But absolutely. massive potential. So let's jump straight into uh, into the, the content, really, of, of, of the panel, which is... Startup programs, the importance, impact of startup programs, how to evaluate them, what to do to get into them. We'll give you all the hints and tips and also how to squeeze as much value out of them once you're in. And once you've graduated, per se, from a program, how to leverage that. So, Baldeep, when you were looking 12 months ago or 13, 14 months ago uh, to join a startup program, what, what was going through your mind? What were your expectations? What were your questions? Sure. Okay. Um, honestly, uh, it was more like a natural transition for me because um, having uh, spent uh, almost a decade worth uh, experience in uh, corporate, uh, when we decided that we want to take a plunge, uh, uh, there were many questions unanswered. Uh, we were super sure on the opportunity, the idea, the business, uh, the, uh, the timings that we need to take this plunge but not sure on many other ancillary stuff. For example, where, how, does, how do you draft an NDA perhaps uh, in this particular part of the world? Uh, how do you get uh, finance support? Uh, all those questions were not clear. And, and that is precisely the time when I started looking at, uh, at what are the, what are the kind of support available in this region because we had first time founders trying to build something 
in a in a in a different rough turf than our own nationality um yeah, yeah so that's that's largely what was going uh, going on um and though um uh, i mean in a way uh, for us it it came out as a lucky surprise that I happened to meet the right guys at the right time i was there at jitex <laughs> uh, uh representing my earlier company but uh, i happened to meet uh, uh, julian elliot uh, who were kind of uh, uh, showcasing the and and telling that uh, sandbox is eyeing for the first cohort of startups uh, to come and join them in february um, uh, february last year uh, that's that's what our transition was yeah so high risk joining the first cohort of a brand new program has it paid off? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, awesome. we will. Yeah. And Hassan, when okay. when you were when you were looking to evaluate certain programs, I mean, Sandbox was one, um, and th there were many more as well out there. What what were you looking for? Well, I mean, I come from consulting background, and for consultants, we're good at building uh, presentations. As, uh, Good Can't strategies confirm. and exactly and business business plans, but when you want to launch, you need some real traction. You need some people to tell you uh, whether what you're doing or whether your ideas are correct or not. Uh, and we wanted people who know things better than us, who are who are kind of um, way advanced in the stages, uh, supported other startups, know the trajectories that different startups go through. And this is where I was, you know, looking for the right accelerator programs. And um, I wanted that support from them. And when we got to apply for different accelerator programs, you could see where you can get the value from. Um, personally, I, I was looking more from a, for a government accelerator program because um, both in UAE and Saudi, uh, they have quality of life programs. And this is quite a good fit for what we are working on. And we wanted to kind of be with the government accelerator because they look at the big picture, which is something that fits with our, uh, our, uh, our plan and strategies. And that's where we clicked. That's where when we met uh, Elliot and the team, uh, we felt that we speak the same uh, language. And at one of the uh, pillars of the nine pillars that we have uh, was on wellness. So I think we were speaking the same language. And that's where we, uh, the discussion kind of evolved. We were able to speak to them, not only apply and wait for feedback. So that gave uh, a bit of genuine experience. And we're like, yeah, we need to be uh, with that accelerator. And then there we go. So we've got uh, sort of the capacity to search for people who are a little bit more experienced, who have done before you and the connections. We've got the uh, connection to government in your, in your certain situation, as well as the likeness of the team, perhaps, uh, and the alignment to your vision. And for us, what were you looking for? I mean, you've, you're still enrolled in the program. So Correct. you're, what, seven months in now? Yeah, yeah. What, what were you looking for as, as, as a uh, solo founder at the time? I mean, at the beginning, um, before enrolling to the program, I wasn't really sure like what to expect, what type of value um, startup programs could, uh, could provide. Uh, but then as I started speaking with more alumni and startup founders, I came to understand, and also as a solo founder, uh, I felt the need of being surrounded by like-minded people, mm. by uh, having someone who I can reach out to whenever I needed like advice in certain uh, subjects that I didn't really have uh, uh, subject matter expertise in. So I felt it very uh, important to surround yourself with uh, experts, with people who know, who you can uh, reach out to anytime. And uh, certainly, you know, providing good advice is better than searching on Google or thinking that you know something that uh, you're not really expert in. So for me, um, 
the community, um, the fact that other startup founders can go through similar challenges, mm -hmm. similar problems, uh, and then the alumni network and the investor network and all of this certainly uh, would add a lot of value. I, I I think you for the early stages, yeah. For us, I think you raise a really interesting point, which is like, honestly, in my opinion, as a program manager, somewhat consistent across the industry, which is, no one really knows what happens inside a startup program <laughs> until they go through it or they've graduated. And you mentioned you weren't too sure and you were exactly. looking for clarity. So why don't you tell members of the audience as well as uh, early stage founders what happens? at least in Sandbox and or other programs that you've been enrolled in and uh, what your experience has been. So, so what has happened? Hassan, do you want to yeah. kick that off? Actually, we first uh, were planning to launch the beta version of the app in February uh, 2022. And when we first pushed it out, it was very unstable. Um, a lot of crashes. It wasn't out on iOS. And uh, February was when we joined... Um, Sandbox, and we felt like we we're very lucky because after working on the platform for almost a year to launch something which un which is unstable, if you were on your own, you could panic easily. You could start thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna lose my money, etc." But having Sandbox um, uh, experts there and the mentors, I mean, just put it like we had almost 15 people like Elliot, who care about the startups, have the passion that you have for the startups who would come ask you what's happening, and you'd feel like comfortable to go show them the problems that you're, uh, you're facing. In this instance, we, were, we looked for um, IT experts, IT mentors, and they provided uh, good contacts out there. So we went, they went through our, our technology, they identified the gaps, they identified the breaches and the security, and over like four weeks, we did a huge revamp in our technology, pushed out uh, the first beta version on Android in March, then on, on iOS in April, which was quite a record time. Of course, if I were on, on my own, I would have had to uh, hire two or three people, try to understand the, the, the technology that we have, the code that we have, and that's like the long route. Hiring takes time, reviewing the code takes mm -hmm. time, retesting takes time. But having two companies and with a number of IT experts, they just provide the support as part of the program. So it's, this it's, is like, like, it's, it's not just like workshops and, uh, and knowledge, which is, there is, but it's actually practically reviewing your code, giving you strategic 100%. implementation advice. Exactly. Practical so that's, stuff. That's, that's exactly how I could put it. Uh, yeah. Practical information, uh, sorry, guidance, and I would say in-depth uh, advice, not kind of just shallow advice. Ad advisors and this is uh, uh, how they help us in the uh, in the launch well i mean not to um give a plug necessarily to sandbox although you have so cheers for that um it's sandbox is built with a with a thesis of being a, a like a fundraising and a venture based program rather than being perhaps a flash in a pan and a program that starts and then next year is not there so uh consequently you know it's in our vested interest that you do well and that you grow what about you body what 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 has happened in your 12 months throughout Sandbox? Can you, can you give like a, a perhaps a day-by-day day or a week-by-week week what to expect as, a, as an early-stage founder in Sandbox or in, in other programs as well? Yeah, okay. Um, so Sandbox has been the first program. Um, uh, we've, we've yesterday only graduated, so I can probably narrate the entire 365 days uh, uh, journey. Um, the, uh, 
uh, I mean, when we started off, you know, uh, first time founders uh, trying to build something, as I said, in a, in a very different turf, uh, we had uh, many things absolutely clear about the business, but so many things uh, totally unclear. Um, and those are the, the ancillary stuff, which is, which revolves around legal, uh, in-depth understanding of technology, uh, maybe finance um, to a certain extent and uh, maybe uh, uh, getting advices on uh, how to scale, how, how best to uh, do marketing, let's say digital marketing in this part of the world, et cetera. All those things were totally unclear. Mm. And to, the, um, to, um, uh, to what Hassan just said um, uh, on technology, I still remember the first, um, the first prototype that we rolled out uh, in the first month. Uh, two months after, uh, there was a 504 error there. And uh, this happened at, I still remember at 11 p.m. in the night. And uh, we had just a team of two people uh, trying to manage the website. And absolutely, we, we were totally clueless on what, what needs to be done. Uh, the only other person that I could think of that time was a product specialist, uh, a technology specialist introduced by the Sandbox program who can potentially help us. But then I was like of the, uh, of the opinion that maybe he may not be available right now, but, but thankfully, um, uh, we, I mean, we pinged him, we made him available. He came in, I sat with him. Uh, there were some server related issues. We kind of uh, um, uh, helped uh, uh, overcome that. And this happened again, you know, after six months, uh, some other issue uh, maybe, uh, but, but this happened, something similar. But so, so what I'm trying to say is that, that uh, while uh, as an early stage founder, when you take the plunge uh, and, and the passion that you have for building the business, that stays consistent and uh, that obviously has to stay consistent. The ancillary stuff um, uh, uh, that uh, needs to be answered early uh, in, a, in, a, in a very, uh, what to say, in a very, uh, uh, very manageable way, so to say. Uh, and here, here is when um, an accelerator or a program as stretches as, as uh, for a year, uh, Sandbox helps in. Uh, that that's largely my journey, you know. Uh, but now now we've come a long way. We've we've been held by all these experts. We've drafted um, uh, the share subscription uh, subscription agreements mm -hmm. with the experts, the legal experts that I'm talking about, <laughs> which I could not have imagined doing that myself. Uh, all those uh, and all those come as as free in the package, you know. Um, I mean, if you hire a legal expert today to to draft out a share subscription agreement, uh, maybe it will cost. Uh, uh, nearly like 5,000 dirhams uh, and for an early stage founders, even um, every penny counts, right? Mm. So, 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 so all that, you know, um, uh, becomes as a, as a savings. So it's been very practical, um, echoing some of the comments that, that, that Hassan mentioned when you had an emergency, a 504 error, there was someone at 11 PM at night available to help. Yeah. Fantastic. It's, um, it's to uh, Firas's comment, the community, uh, we, I mean, this is where, for example, two startups going through the same yeah. problem. And uh, there were many problems that you'd go through as a startup. And when we were, to Firas' comment, as a community, we start learning from each other. Um, like, I would remember the case that happened with them because we, we kind of, when we look at each other, it was like, oh, you're going through the same thing. So, yeah, yeah. And this was one of, the, one of the, I would say, cool thing about the environment uh, that we had with everyone. Um, at Sandbox. I, I think that's a, that, that leads on to a nice question for Faraz, which you mentioned about community. Like, what has your exper experience been um, coming in and being surrounded by 
ambitious entrepreneurs who are also equally as determined to build their ventures and succeed, whilst having almost somewhat unrestricted access to mentors and experts who can provide ta tangible and ta uh, practical advice. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, look, one of the reasons why I, um, I chose and applied for Sandbox was um, the fact that it's a 12 month long program. Mm -hmm. So it's you know, not just 12 weeks, uh, it's 12 months. So you have a lot of time. And as an early stage founder and startup, um, you kind of, in the, in the first year, you, you go through a lot of things. Um, so uh, in terms of uh, whether it's technical development, whether it's going to market strategy, whether it's legal, whether it's opening up to new markets, whether it's fundraising. So you get across many challenges. So uh, in one year, um, you have access to many peoples that can help you in uh, the different stages that you're in, because at the beginning, your, your challenges are much more different than six months in when you're already starting to gain some traction uh, and you're having a different set of challenges altogether. So having the people around you uh, across this entire duration uh, just adds a lot more value, uh, mainly because it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a lot of, um, it's a lot of good advice that you get uh, in, in very uh, important times. And also you get critical feedback. So critical feedback is something that, you know, maybe your friends, your family, uh, your close uh, acquaintances won't tell you, but um, experts around you would certainly try to uh, pinpoint it to you. So, um, yeah, this was, uh, this was basically my experience. I, I had a, a founder tell me once, your team at Sandbox and all the mentors and experts that, that are there to support me have been more supportive than my own team. I was, I mean, I, I blushed a little bit. I was a bit humiliated by that, really. The team should probably be more supportive than the program. But nevertheless, it's great to see that those who really squeeze value out of it and engage and, and, uh, and, and ask questions and leverage what's available, the resources available to them, do see the impact. And uh, um, not just on the bottom line, but on the culture and on their motivation as well, which is partly why, why wellness is, uh, is involved in Sandbox. Um, We've, we've discussed really tactful examples of like your experience. You've covered a little bit of day-to-day, -day, the resources available. But at one point in time, you had no idea about, about, about programs. So what advice now that you've been through it do you have to founders who are thinking, should I even apply to a, a startup program? What questions do I need to be asking? Why should I go for startup program X over startup program Y? Uh, Bodhi, perhaps you've got a comment on that. Sure. Um I think, uh, so um, it again largely boils down to two things, right? Uh, one is um, uh, one is the stage at which you are in. And second is uh, the, uh, the, uh, the fact that the stage that you, know you are in actually dictates whether, whether you need what kind of support. And there are obviously different accelerator programs providing you that kind of support. That is one. Uh, second is that... Uh, whether you need, I mean, you should be very clear about whether you need support for growing business or on the ancillary stuff around you, you know. Uh, for us, we were clear that uh, we are very clear on how this business needs to be uh, built. Um, we are very clear on the business fundamentals, the opportunity, etc. But on the ancillaries, we are not clear. Uh, we uh, mm. we need support. Mm. Uh, so, 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 so one must be very clear on... Um, 
these two areas uh, that uh, and and then perhaps look at the accelerator programs that are available providing exactly support on the areas that you want for example uh, now that have now that we've come out of the program and we've kind of evolved from a from a very early stage with zero revenues to 1 million plus uh, 1 million dollars plus revenue right now uh, we 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 look at world very differently i mean world very differently in a way that we uh, though we are selected now as part of the another accelerator program which also calls at early stage but we have said politely no to them because we have evolved we don't need that kind of support that that we required uh, a, a year before so so stage matters plus uh, plus the understanding of whether you require support into building the business or uh, on the ancillary stuff that i talked about but yeah. there's also like a, a balance between what you know you need and what you don't know you need. Like this known, known, and this unknown, unknown. Yeah. And I think that programs help you navigate that as well as being in a community of, of like-minded entrepreneurs. Hassan, what about yourself? What, uh, what advice would you give yourself 12 months ago okay. as an well, entrepreneur evaluating programs? Yeah, I mean, um, even from my previous experience as a consultant, we always used to say that four eyes are better than two, six are better than four. <laughs> uh, because no matter how... Uh, the plan is great on paper. When you come to execute, you face a lot of problems on, on a daily basis. So you always need more people to kind of look at what you're doing and kind of guide you in a certain way. I noticed at the beginning when we asked if there are any startups, I'm sure among the startup founders around the, uh, the hall here would always have a question, um, a problem somewhere where if they need that support, I can go to someone and ask. And if, if, if possible, if you want to ask anything, we're happy to, to share with you our experience about um, how we had solved that and how, uh, how, how we kind of navigated uh, these things. Because something that uh, Elliot was mentioning is it's, it's a collective effort that guides you into the right solution. It's not about there is a, a one solution for that problem. And to the point that Baldiv has mentioned, um, we could face different problems based on the stages that we are. Uh, we're at. Uh, yes, again, the same thing happened to us. Uh, there were more acceptances or even other accelerators approaches, but we're like, this is more relevant to where, where, where I've been now. I'm facing a different type of uh, challenges. So this is, this is uh, where, where I guide you to kind of and recommend that you apply for uh, startup programs because there you will get the support, you will get the answers for the questions that you have that normally you wouldn't be able to find on, um, uh, on your own. Uh, so that's my recommendation. Very, very useful advice. For us, what makes, in your opinion, a good program, perhaps compared to a bad program, as a, as a, as a founder experiencing it? Um, I think it's very important to take into consideration uh, multiple factors. It could be geographical factors. It could be the investor network. It could be the alumni network. It could be uh, how old and how long has the problem, uh, has the program been around? Uh, as, as well as other things like what happens after the program finishes. Mm. Is there still support? Is, are you still part of the community? Or does the story end you know, right there? Um, for me, when I was starting this, again, I, I didn't really know what to expect, whether to, uh, what type of value I would get out of it. Uh, but I think it's very important for early stage uh, founders, especially for first-time founders, to be enrolled and find the, the right program that is uh, that fits their requirements. So requirements can be different among different types of startups. Um, some programs are focused on specific niches. 
um, on specific industries, um, provide access to specific markets, for example. Um, so, but definitely I would I'd highly advise uh, first-time founders, solo founders uh, to enroll in, in, you know, whichever program that they find very fit for them as early on as possible, uh, because that's when you would get, like, uh, you would start facing many challenges because everything you're setting up. So during the setup phase of the business, you know, you're building your product, you're building your business, you're hiring your team, you're making so many decisions and so many choices. So that's the time that you want to be and have access to uh, people, advisors, mentors, um, colleagues, uh, other startups uh, that you can reach out to. And um, uh, this would be basically my advice. Fine. Yeah. So the earlier, the better. Exactly. So one one thing that, that, that programs around the world do is they sort of validate, right? They give you a little a, a stamp, some yeah. form of stamp of approval, stamp of authentication, if you so wish to put it that way. And that just helps with you know, ultimately validation and potential a little bit, little bit more exposure. Um, have you had any instances whereby that stamp of approval or authenticity quickly recognizing the time left uh, has, has helped you? And if so, how? Bodhi? Uh, not sure I got the question right. You, you're saying that the stamp of approval for uh, a startup? Yeah, you, you go through a program. Sure. Hopefully, you've been shortlisted, right? So you've, you've already, it's already relatively exclusive. How, how has that almost pre, pre-vetting helped you, uh, helped you out and grow your business or, or, or grow your... I can answer this. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I, I found help in this because like, like you mentioned, it's a stamp of approval. So for me, how it helped me is uh, with, the, with our investor network uh, while fundraising, um, it's difficult in the initial stages to establish the trust right. between you and the investors, right? Because like no investor would uh, invest in you if, if they don't trust you. So uh, being part of, a, let's say, a government-backed startup program is a big you know, stamp of approval that can tick so many boxes on, on the checklist of, of some investors. Uh, this is something that definitely uh, they look out for. It's also, it helps because they know that, uh, you know, these startup programs typically receive thousands of applications. So being uh, enrolled in one, that means you've made it, you know, you've been shortlisted among so many other ideas, uh, founders. So basically they've done part of their job, which is, filtering out yeah, and, and choosing the right uh, startups and so on. So it makes their job much, much easier and it gives them an additional kind of credibility that, um, you know, if, you know, this program uh, chose them, then I'm sure they're doing something right. You know, let's also have a discussion. Let's also so see. Sort so. of pre-validate. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And Hassan. I want to add on what you have helped us uh, with the introductions with many VCs and investors. Uh, don't you ever think that if you meet a VC he's gonna, and he likes your idea, he's going to invest the next day? So from the validation that uh, Firas was talking about, um, having like one-to-one meetings with those VCs um, puts you ahead of thousands of other people. And then it's up to you to build the right traction, to be seen, uh, continue building your story with, within your, your kind of community or before the public. Um, and that's what kind of gives you 
uh, the more credibility that you want before you get that big uh, big check. And uh, that's uh, my feedback. Cool. Well, I hope you, um, as audience members, have found some valuable advice around around startup programs, applying, squeezing the juice out of them, maximizing them, things to consider and ask. Throughout this panel, I'd wrap up by saying, having managed startup programs now, it's truly, truly, truly um, factual that the, you get out what you put in. So if there's an abundance of resource and workshops and people and connections available to you, and you expect them just to be laid out in a rolled out red carpet, and you don't engage with that, nothing's going to happen. It doesn't matter if you're enrolled in a startup program or not. Whereas if you maximize what's available to you, Baldeep, uh, Hassan, and Faraz, excellent examples of that. And you've seen the progress. They've made tangible progress, both in terms of the, their revenue and their, and their user base. Then inherently, you're going to make much, much quicker progress and much, much quicker failure to then make uh, more substantial progress uh, than those who don't, right? So let's wrap up with one final comment around startup programs for early stage founders. Go, no go. Go or no go? Yes, no. <laughs> okay. The Are they a go? Are they a no go? <laughs> yeah. So, so early stages. Okay. Um, uh, the early stage word is a very, um, very often. Um, what to say? Uh, it's a it's a very often um, uh, abused word uh, in uh, in today's world because early stage would mean uh, a lot of things. You know, for a person who is starting uh, afresh, I think. Um, um, I think it's a go uh, f uh, for uh, to, to kind of uh, to kind of join an accelerator, uh, be uh, be stress free on so many things that you don't have answers on, mm. and just focus on building building what you came out to do that. Uh, yeah, so that's that's largely my advice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Hassan, it's a definite go. It's a definite go, mm -hmm. and for us, early stage a startup go. Uh, if you're a first-time founder, definitely go. If you're first-time and solo founder, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> you got to <laughs> don't look back. Just go. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, with that, thank you very much, gentlemen, for joining me. Enjoy the rest of your time at Step Conference. And whichever startup programs you do apply for in the future, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. You can find our content on Angami, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media at Step Conference and let's stay in touch.